Join Tubi in celebrating Black History Month with the largest free collection of black cinema streaming every day of the year, including exclusive Tubi originals, Howard High, and Pass the Mic. Tubi, watch free. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? You are listening to Voice of the Fan Sportscast. Brought to you by none other than the voices of the fans. Discussing football, basketball, news, trending topics. The one-stop shop for all things sports. Voice of the fans, sportscast. Hosted by none other than Ben Swift Reynolds. Taylor Gatwood. And Tyler Wright. And we're back with another episode of Voice of the Fans Sportscast with your host Ben Reynolds, Taylor Gatwood, Tyler Wright. What's up, guys? Yeah. What's going on? Not much to talk about. Yeah, That's man. It's been, exactly. It's been it's been a a brutal couple of days for uh for me and Tyler exactly. You know, uh, we kind of work together, and uh, our store has been shutting down, so we've just been trying to, you know, make do with this bad weather. Yeah. This cold weather, man. I never, I haven't seen nothing like it. Well, it's the least it's yeah. supposed to warm up, but it's pretty soon, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be, like, the highest will be 45. So, uh, yeah. hopefully. How much better? Yeah, exactly. But you know, other parts of Mississippi are still getting hit hard. I know Jackson, they cutting off power and water in Jackson, so I don't know what's going on. Groundhog was my plan. <laughs> he brought everything. Soon he showed his shadow. It's all it's all his shadow. It was a wrap. All right, let's dive into the topics for the day. Um, there was a splash this morning. Eagles have traded Carson Wentz to the Colts for a couple of draft picks. The draft picks were uh, Eagles receive a 21 third round pick, and the Eagles also receive a conditional uh, 20 second, 20 second. Second overall pick for next year for the 2020 season. What y'all think about the trade? Uh, I kind of like it for the uh, Colts because it's kind of like low risk, high reward. Because if they only traded the second and the third for Carson Wentz and he ends up playing like he used to, that can be a, a big hit for them. Earlier, wasn't the Eagles like was looking for a first round pick for Carson? I thought they yeah. first said they were at first. Yeah, I thought so too. So I wonder they they realized this market after teams wasn't 
like all I'm pretty sure like all the teams probably hanging up like they kept asking for it first. So they I guess nobody won't worry about it. And I guess they were like I guess we gotta come down on our price. Do you think you think the coach just did that trade because other quarterbacks weren't available or just because it it might fit them really well. Especially if they get yeah, the they get... Carson Especially they get the Carson Wentz the last uh, the la- uh, the last two seasons. Not this past season, but the uh last two before he got injured. It might be a big boost, man. Cause if he plays like the uh the season he had, uh when Foles took over in the playoffs, yeah. I mean, it it could be Colts could be legit Super Bowl contender. God, they gave the Bills trouble, and their defense is awesome. Uh, they still need to add some more offensive weapons, especially at receiver. T.Y. Hilton, I don't know if they're going to bring him back or not. And they get Carson. Jack Doe is a, a very, very liable tight end one. And Michael Pittman is up and coming. And, of course, Zach Parcell, uh, you know, he's a stud. He's a good, uh, uh, not a slot receiver, but every down receiver. So it could be it could be going really well for the Colts, especially if they had some more offensive pieces. That old line is great. That was what happened with the Eagles. The old line wasn't that good, and they were giving up sacks. That's why he put in Jalen Hurts guy, who was a little bit more mobile and gave the old line a little bit more time. Yeah, because when Carson Wentz was good, the Eagles is when they had that really good line. Exactly. If you get Carson Wentz time, man, he eat you up. It's just all about. I think that. He got tired of the Eagles organization and Doug Pearson, and he just he just especially when they drafted Jalen Hurts, man, he was just like it's whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't believe me. I just going somewhere else, and they they, they just never really gave him you no know, any help. I saw Jeffrey. They knew uh, I saw Jeffrey was phasing out, and they knew uh, Deshaun Jackson was always injured. So it's not like they just put pieces around him. They drafted Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson. Exactly. Like, who in the right mind? They they must not seen the LSU game, LSU Clemson game. They must not have. There's no way. There's no way you pick Rieger over uh, Justin Jefferson. I'm not expecting. <laughs> really, especially Eagle fans, and the the Colts basically stole wins. From the Eagles, I mean, uh, a third round pick and a uh, and a, a conditional uh, second round pick for twenty twenty two. Come on, man! It just seems like work. the. Go ahead. It's definitely worth the risk for the uh, the Colts to me. Oh yes, yes, indeed. They need a quarterback, so why not take the risk? He's I mean, he got, high, he got a high upside. Yeah. How high? Yeah. Like, MVP, he can get back to that MVP level high. He <laughs> said, yeah. I, think, I don't know if he will or not, but he's going to look good behind that other line, I think. Did, did he not look unsettling when, uh, when he was behind the Eagles' uh, O line, he was throwing with a wide base. I guess, 
Yeah, and I guess that's what you could chalk that up to. Because sometimes I say some of the stuff he was doing, it was just like bad technique. But I guess, like you said, he, it was unsettling being behind the battle line, so you can't really get you get happy you know. feet back there. You get kind of antsy, and you're like yeah. you're not looking downfield. You're looking at your old line, like oh snap, I don't got that much time. Like Patrick Mahomes was doing. Patrick Mahomes like, was very antsy back there. He he did not look comfortable, not one bit. All right. You think he's an upgrade over Philip Rivers? Oh yeah. Um, Philip River arm was was declining, and he just seemed kind of very very slow in his not his decision making, but it just seemed like you know he couldn't push the ball downfield like he wanted to anyway. Now you know once they goes, there's not much you can do. And look at you see what happened to Ty Hilton, man. He just dropped off the face of the planet. Like that wasn't a, not a good mat, not a good uh, matchup for uh, Phil Rivers and um and um uh, T.Y. Hilton at all. They just couldn't connect. They were they weren't on the same page for most of the season. So if you get yeah. Wentz, the 2019 Wentz, or even if you get the uh, 2017 Wentz when he threw for 33, 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions. And he had a rating, a QBR rating of uh, 101.9. That's awesome. Was it about three or four years removed? And like I said, in the 2019 season, he threw for 4,000 yards. And he had 27 touchdowns and seven, seven interceptions. If you get the 2019 wins, that's, that's still good. And that's yeah, two years removed. That's only two years removed. And I think they have a pretty good running game, don't they? Yeah, they uh they have Jonathan Taylor. So I'm saying I think even if he's not, he doesn't get to that back to that win. I think they could do like a be like a run heavy team. Mm-hmm. Kind of like um, this might be a bad comparison, but like uh, Jimmy G and um the Forty Niners. You said the Forty Niners. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. They they uh they ran the ball to take pressure off Jimmy G. Or even the Saints where they ran Latavius Murray and Kamara to get pressure off Drew. So if you have a in and and Colts have a great old line, so they, they can create running lanes. The running game ain't, ain't ain't gonna be a problem. So they won't have to rely on Wentz heavily. And like I said, they just add a couple of receivers. Uh that man, Alan Robinson. If if they can get yeah. Allen Robinson, bro, most underrated receiver in the league, my yeah. probably the most underrated player in the league. Yes, I I, I compare him to uh, Stephon Diggs. If they get Allen Robinson, oh my word, that opened up the offense so much with Michael Pittman <laughs> Jr. in the slot. Come on. Well, now. I feel like Allen Robinson's kind of like, or Michael Pittman's kind of like the big receiver though. But wouldn't you think they'd want to get like a fast, like a faster guy, maybe? Allen Robinson can 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 run past you now. He can run some deep routes like Stephon did. He can get down the field now. What's some other? I mean, I can see him maybe picking up like Will Fuller too. Yeah, Will Fuller will, yeah. will be a nice pick up uh, a deep threat. Um, cause, no, Allen Robinson he can run the whole route tree. Yeah, I know he's a great receiver. He just ain't never had a quarterback. Mm-hmm. We had Mitch Trubisky. He had Blake Bortles. Uh, Chad Henney, did he have Chad Henney? <laughs> I think he did have Chad 
<laughs> I could have said it was a straight face. <laughs> he had some horrible. He had some horrible quarterbacks. We'll just put it like that. Not Chad Hino. He was a good one. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a goat. And, and disrespect the goat, bro. If you get Allen on the Colts, oh my word, Texans, y'all can forget about the division. Titans, now nah, they'll be they'll get a, the uh, the Colts a run for the money, but I think the the Colts will edge it out. And the Jazz, no, they're going to be at the bottom. The Colts going to be in the playoffs. Book it right here. Yep. Colts going to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wrong. Wait, you said, did you say they were going to win the division or no? I, I believe they're going to win the division. I believe that too. <laughs> Who's in that division? The Colts, the... Jaguars and Tennessee. I, the Texans. Yeah, they'll probably win. They should. What does it say about Jalen Hurts? Nah. He, is, he makes up. I'm happy for him, man. I think I'm glad he's going to get his opportunity. I think he's going to work even harder. He's already worked so hard. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a competitor. I've I, always liked Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to accept his role and he's going to take off. Y- y'all are sold on Jalen Hurts. That's the question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound very convincing at all. Y'all, oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. He's there. <laughs> he's, I mean, on the, he's on the quarterback in the house, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm saying, can we can we really say, like, when you say sold on him, what you mean? Like, like he's your franchise quarterback. You're going to extend him to, like, a five-year deal. No. Oh, no, I don't know about it. <laughs> yeah. Y'all don't see that in his future? Y'all, 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 y'all some old fortune tellers. Y'all don't see that in his future? Y'all not seeing that? I can see I it, can but see like, that. I want to see a full year. Right. In this weak division, I mean, the Redskins going to give him a fight. The Cowboys, they always finish about 8-8 eight and eight or somewhere around there. So I believe that it's going to be a close race in the division again. I just I believe if what is all depending on who Washington quarterback is, and uh, yeah. if they get if they put somebody at the him or that team, then I put Washington. Then I put if Dallas signed Dak back, then I'm putting Dak at two. I probably put Eagles at three, and uh, Giants come up to and uh, dead last. Yeah, that division sucks. Mm-hmm. Time will tell. Like, I. I was high on Jalen Hurts coming out the uh, draft. I'm um, pat myself on the back again. Tyler, Tyler's my witness. <laughs> no, I said he's he a starter. Was, he was he's a baller. He's a comparator. You want a comparator at that position, guys. When you when you lead like that, the, your teammates follow. The teammates like to see a quarterback like that. That's why you see Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Drew. You know they all in the huddle too. They they leading the team. And that's what Carson has to learn. He got put. He got to learn not to listen to the outside folks. He got to learn how to take care, take over the team, and uh, just be a, a natural born leader. It's something you work at. You, you just don't get it over time. And if he learn how to be more demanding and more vocal, then then the team gonna rally behind him too. 
since the uh since the Eagles they traded for Carson Wentz. I mean, since the uh Colts trade for Carson Wentz, that take uh the Colts out of the race for QB. So they leave like Chicago, they leave Washington, uh Jacksonville, um, maybe the Falcons. Has Jameis stock has it blown up since the Colts traded for Carson Wentz? Now there's not really a lot more quarterbacks out there. Uh, I think so. You think like, some, you think could, some you see, could you see somebody like Chicago throwing a bunch of money at them just to, like... They need a QB? Yeah. Yeah, I can, yeah. Because, you know, they already made a mistake once training up for Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky. So how are you going to feel? How the owner or GM going to feel if, you know, Matt Nagy like, yo, I need to trade up again. <laughs> I need to get Fields, or I need to get Wilson, or I need to get uh, uh, Trey Lance. I need to get one of them guys. Right. The Bears went to the playoffs this year, so they picking in the 20s. You think uh, that Winston's going to sign before or after the draft? Winston? Oh, I would say after the draft. That's a long time, though. I would say after the draft because teams, they they kind of know who their quarterback situation is, and there's only like a slim, slim choice of the teams that, that don't know for sure. And I can't see them, I can't see them signing Wentz, I mean, oh, yeah, James Winston, knowing they probably can get a young, valuable quarterback in the playoff, in the, in the draft. The only team that makes sense like they are the Saints. And the Saints can't pay them that much money, but the Bears can. But, you know, the Saints been saying, like, uh, we would like him back and how we think he can thrive in his offense, whether they really believe that or not. But they, yeah. obviously they really want him back, you know what I'm saying? And I, I can just... see the Saints not knowing who their quarterback is going to be. This is a peculiar situation with Winston. Do you take the money or you go to the the sh- almost sure thing playoff team with veterans was, and high intelligence and coats? If I was Jameis and I knew that I was going to be the starter, I'd sign a one-year deal, deal with the Saints and then try to go for the money in the offseason. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, which I think even like think about it like, who would you? Who would be better, us with Winston or like Chicago with that with Winston? Yo, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, as far as like making it to the playoffs and being a better team, I feel like the Saints is is his best choice. And he's been sitting behind Drew for a year, so he, I'm pretty sure he knows the offense. Then somewhere down the road, the Saints could pay him more money. Right. Um. It wouldn't be this year, like Taylor said, it would be like a one-year deal type thing. But I can see the Bears, Matt Nagy trying to save his neck and throwing a boatload of money in Winston. Oh. And you, if you if you send a, a lot of money signs, how can you turn that down knowing you can make more? 
with the Bears and with the Saints. I mean, you remember that big deal that Nick Foles got. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if he can get that, then so can Jameis. He sure can. And the Bears... Nick Foles seems... won the Super Bowl, though. Wait, did he get that? He got that after he won, huh? Yes. Was that the year after? Uh, then he went to yeah. Jags. No, he went to Jazz. Pay him a lot of money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He won the Super Bowl. He won the Super Bowl. The Jazz paid him a lot of money. Then the Jazz released him. Then he signed with Chicago. J- Jameis ain't did nothing. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, that's true though. But he he threw five thousand yards, and he, only a slim pick of quarterback threw for five thousand. That's just not a good situation. If I'm Jameis, I'm thinking about stability. Yeah, if I don't do well with Chicago, I might never get another chance with a starting job. Exactly. Am I right? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm I, pretty I, sure the Saints were telling him he's been he's gonna be the starter. Yeah. Who else in camp? Payson, we are seeing that uh that project uh happen and it was a failure. Right. Jameis made the right decision. Don't look at money signs, sue the Saints. Yeah, because if he if he has a big year, y'all, he's, he's gonna get paid one way or another. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You gonna make your money on the back end. May not be for the first season, but you definitely make it with uh, a big contract in the end. Right. I feel like Saints got a pretty bright future. Jameis is young. Kamara is young. Kamara, MT. You know they having the Saints finishing at the bottom. Well, close to the bottom of the NFC. They say we're going to have a huge drop-off. Depends on the quarterback. Right. We got the same thing? Well, I don't know. We got a, we got a cap situation. Too. What situation would you... Uh, what situation would the Saints be in if, James, if Jameis Winston did sign with the Bears? A bad one. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to draft the quarterback, man. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I can't even think of, of a scenario where the Saints is going to the draft not knowing who their QB is. That is bad. In that case, I will call Atlanta. I said, Atlanta, we know we division rivals, but let's not be outrageous here. We know you're trying to move Matt Ryan. Let's be civil about this. And I asked for Matt Ryan from the Falcons. Nah, free my boy Deshaun. <laughs> Deshaun, he he chained down. They say he ain't going nowhere. So at that particular time, would you, would you think the Falcons would trade Matt Ryan to the Saints? Now we we already know the the Falcons probably gonna make a play on the quarterback. They were they no. they were they anyway when they were talking about everybody's open for trade and he said we open for trade talks for Matt Ryan and Julio. They ain't trading, bro. They're not gonna trade in division. Right. I don't, some team has before. Yeah, but y'all are like big rivals. Yeah, we can't stand each other. Even the mayors go at each other. Man, you gotta see the fans. Fans hate each other for real. <laughs> I know. Hey, as soon as I see a soccer fan, my nose turn up. I be, I just look at it. I'm like, yeah, I bet you still. <laughs> I bet you still. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
it's it gonna it gonna be an interesting situation with the especially for the draft. How many teams gonna trade up and try to get that guy? Uh, if the Broncos try to make a move uh, in the draft, or they try to make a trade for either Matt Ryan, or they try to make a play for Zach Wilson, or Fields, or one of them type of guys, because they feel like Drew Locke is not the answer. It seems like it's just a lot of uncertainty with people QBs this year. I still think they wouldn't be that good. They wouldn't. Because of the division. I mean, you got Oakland, you have Chiefs. Uh, it's Damn. still big. Say again? The Chargers, too. Chargers, it'll be a doll fight. I. I see if Sean went to it went to risky. I mean, went to the uh, Broncos. They'll probably finish. I want. Part of me say they they will finish last, but I, I'm trying to give them a little credit and maybe finish third in the division. I feel like uh, the Chiefs will be number one, the Chargers will be number two, then maybe the Broncos. I feel like the Broncos and Raiders, Raiders are interchangeable. Broncos defense ain't that good anymore. Yeah, they decent. You know, they they might cut Von Miller. It's just it's just wild how uh, all these teams are are jockeying for a position in their own divisions, and they need they need like one or two pieces to take them over the hump. Okay, Broncos get a QB. At least they probably know five hundred. Or so, if they get a, if depending on who they get, then we look at the Cowboys situation with Dak. We don't know if Dak may come back or not. It just all depends on, you know, if they get a deal done or they franchise tag him. It, it's wild, man. Just, and, and Rogers, his whole move swings and, and uh, drama going on with him. It just. It just really, it really just gonna come down. I think close to the uh, when free agency hit, or when the you no know, draft come around. I feel like that's when a lot of things gonna start moving. A lot of things gonna start shaping up. Uh, for for the uh, for some of these teams to have their roster in place before training camp. Yeah. Did they have training camp last year? No, they didn't. So I wonder wow. are they gonna. I wonder going to have train camp this year. What what month does the season start? Say again. What month does the season start? Uh, oh, uh, September. Yeah, September. The preseason is August. And maybe they had no preseason games last year. There's a lot of weird QBs. I don't. I don't remember ever there. I don't ever remember there being an off season where so many QBs were liable to be on the move. Yes. Yeah. Especially like name household name quarterbacks. Right. That was that was so crazy about that. All you guys are are being the lead for a couple of years, num number uh, numerous years, and uh. They finally getting traded or moving, move to another team, another situation. 
like doing an edit for uh Carson Wentz today, it looked so weird. I uh, like blue and white. I'm used to him saying in green and black. Yeah. It's just crazy how you went from like you went from like a stud to nothing so fast. Well, you know, so, you know he had injuries too. I know it's just like I thought the Eagles was like. I'm not gonna say I'm the highest on him, but I feel like they might have uh, given up on him a little bit too fast. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on to some uh, NBA. We're gonna, we're gonna start off with uh, with Russell Westbrook. They still losing, but he's setting records. He's uh, he. The current franchise leader in triple doubles is Daryl Walker. Walker recorded 15 triple doubles in 283 games for the Washington Bullets. And Westbrook should eclipse him by the end of the season. What What's the deal with Westbrook that it doesn't matter what he do, the team just lose? Bradley Bill been tearing it up, but it seems like they just can't win games. Just one man record. Right. But I have I got my own my own theory on Russ is like he's like a like a AI type of player. Like you have to he can he has to be the only superstar and you have to build the whole roster around him. Yep, because like that's what they were trying to do. That's why they were doing that small ball the Rockets last mm-hmm. year because they were trying to like open, they were trying to not have a center so the the lanes would be open for what for Westbrook so the paint wouldn't be clogged so we basically tried to build our roster around him right and, and like it's it, it's kind of bad because in the league today you have to have superstars multiple superstars to win so yeah he's just kind of in a bad spot because like if you do that if you get it just like OKC did. He was dropping all those triple doubles. That's the first round exit every time. So he just he just in the bad spot. Is it is this gameplay just not um compatible on how you play team ball like basketball? Is the gameplay just not compatible with team ball? Is that y'all think that's what it is? Is it really just one on one gameplay like every single time? You know, like, I've heard that everybody that plays with him always says he's a good teammate. That's the thing. I just don't, I don't, I think he's just like, you want people to have dog in him, but he has too much dog in him. Like, he don't know how to chill out. He don't know how to turn it off. No, he don't know like, tone it down a little bit. You got to do what you get on the court. You be like, all right, we're like, it's too Hmm. But he is—he is the most disrespected superstar ever, though. He is. Uh, Dustin, let me ask you a question. Where you think? Uh, why you think Russell Westbrook can't fit in with certain teams? Like, is it his gameplay style, or is it just his whole demeanor? I think his gameplay style. I mean, he, his gameplay style and his lack of uh, development through the years 
because he can he can only really do one thing. I mean, he has to be ball dominant. Uh, he, he doesn't he can't really play off the ball well at all. Um, I mean, he's a good rebounder, uh, as we all know, but his game depends so much on his athleticism. And then he has really dominant personality kind of makes him harder. Well, at least in the past, made him, you know, harder to match with, you know, other superstars, you know, because, I mean, the fact that he never really seen a shot he didn't like, but you know, I don't think he's being realistic with himself and, and knowing that, like, he, he doesn't really have a, a dependable shot outside of 15, 20 feet, you know, from the basket. Yeah, I I agree that his style of play doesn't fit well with other superstars. That like you were saying, like you were saying prior, that he he see a shot that he doesn't that he does not like. So he thinks all his shots are one hundred percent the right choice. Right. It's 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 hard. What do y'all think about this idea of him coming off the bench or running the second team instead of being with the first team? I'd actually like him off the bench. On a on a championship caliber thing, like I I like him off the bench because he coming off the bench, he could you know have like kind of like uh, Pop did with you know Manu, mm-hmm. you know and uh, Spurs go like he come off the bench, you know he got you know he has green light and he, he puts a spark in that way when the other. No team superstars are on the bench. You know, you still have a star, at least all-star caliber player in the game that can, you know, make a, can score. a big impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taylor, do you think he'll ever come to that point in his life where he's like, he'd take a back seat? Um. Maybe not right now, but maybe in a couple of years when he when he figures out that he need he's gonna try to ring chase maybe at the end of his career. I could see that, but not right now. He'll pull a mellow. <laughs> maybe I mean I don't know, man. <laughs> he's just a different I mean, to me, Westbrook got more. Bro. Now go ahead, man. I'm sorry. No, you good. I was just saying that uh, he just I, I just don't know like the way his personality. Dominant, like I just don't know if he could accept that role. Yeah, I, I agree. To me, he has kind of that, you know, Allen Iverson type personality where he's not coming off the bench, and if it means he's not getting the ring. Because <laughs> you know, Allen, <laughs> you know, you know, that's my boy. But you know, Allen Iverson was supposed to be on that uh that Heat team that uh beat the Mavericks that year in the finals. You know, they wanted him, but they wanted him to come off the bench. And AI was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't having it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe it's me and my pride, but I, I wouldn't come off the bench either. He said, you, you. I'm Allen Iverson? No, I'm not coming off the bench. Well, I'm saying for, like, yeah, I understand AI, Kobe, like, guys like that. But Westbrook, though, he's. He just killing, killing, just killing offenses. 
But he's a that's true. I mean, he not, to me, he's not really that great of an offensive player, in my opinion. Cause, I mean, he just always. A I mean, right now he just, he just he just faster. He just faster than everybody. You know, he mm-hmm. uh, to me he doesn't really have any type of finesse. I mean, if you look at his highlights, you no, know, he not don't cross anybody up or anything. He just don't. Yeah, I agree with that. Don't say he's always in attack mode, and you gotta learn. You gotta learn. You you gotta learn when to cut that off. Sometimes you gotta know when to pull the ball back. You gotta know when to dish it out to be a facilitator. You can't always attack. Like it's just, it's just not good basketball. It's like if you was a Kobe, like you the Black Mama. Of course, he, of course, he's in attack mode because he has the skill to make any shot on on anywhere on the court. But restful, you don't have that. You don't have the skill where you knock down mid range jump shots consistently. Where you knock down threes consistently. You try, you try, you try to up, change your game by banging in shots, but that don't really work for you. That works for you sometimes, but we can't have fifty fifty. You need at least about 70, 70 80. So it's just. Well, it's I'll play devil's advocate with y'all. Say again. I play devil's advocate with y'all. Uh, mm-hmm. Would y'all say that those years where KD were successful years? You said successful years. Uh, who? KD and who? Those, those years. Those years. Russell with KD and OKC. Yeah, I say they were. I feel it. I feel like they could have won more if Russell Westbrook would pull back more. I told you that game versus the Cavs, where it was it was the clock was running now. KD is the man. Westbrook had the ball. KD calls for the ball. Russell 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 waves him off. As when I seen that, I said that's it. KD's leaving this year. I seen it on KD his whole demeanor. When when Russell write them off so he can take the last shot, I said, "No, nah, that's a wrap. It's not gonna work." Mm-mm. Well, imagine how much different that franchise would have been if they would have traded uh, uh, Westbrook instead of Harden early on. I think they probably won like two championships with Harden yeah, and uh, KD. Now, that team was good. That that team can play defense too. Well, I'm saying, check this yeah, they had a lot of good role players. Right, but um, they were three up. They yeah, were up three down on yeah. the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Russ was showing, Russ was balling. KD folded. Yeah, but at the end at the end of the day, they did make it to the championship. And Russ he decided he wanted to take the last shot, not KD. And at that point, KD was coming into his own. Yeah. Let's move on to Draymond. Spent too much time on on Westbrook on a losing team. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I'm just saying. Nah, man, I, like, <laughs> I, I agree though, man. It's it's no situation. In, in, if, I mean, it's it's very few situations, and I mean, even amongst their their NBA peers, it's very few situations where you don't want KD taking the last shot, especially yeah. Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Somebody that's 50% from the field that that you don't know if he's going to go in or, you know, or go out. But uh, Draymond, you know, he has this whole issue with the NBA owners and 
I'm gonna just reread his comments. Uh, they asked him an interview, and he said, "I would like to talk about something that's really bothering me. It's a treatment of players in this league to watch Andre Drummond before the game sit on the sideline and go to the back and come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him. It's bullcrap." Um, Green went on to say that um, to talk about James Harden's situation in Houston, because when James Harden asked for a trade and essentially dogged it, he said, I don't think there was no, no, nobody's going to fight back that James dogged it in his last days in Houston, but he was castrated for wanting to go to a different team. Everybody destroyed that man. Green said that players should be treated with the same spec as the same right and the same rights as a as a team has. As a player, you're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation, Green said. But a team can say that they're trading you and that man has to stay uh in that situation and they want us to be professional about it. But his career is on the line. At some point this league has to protect their players from embarrassment like that. Who wanna take a crack at this first? Tyler, you go ahead. You come on down. Uh, I I agree with what he's saying. I just think he's missing an aspect of it where a lot of the people that be like berating these players be uh like on social media. They be like writers and stuff. So I don't see what the NBA could do about about them berating the players. Like maybe they could find them. I don't I don't know how that would work. But he has a point. I I, I agree with what he's saying. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I, I agree a lot with what he's saying. Um I I I now I, I disagree with him a little bit on the Harden situation because I still you know, you still the, the owner is still your employer, and you still have to be professional. But I I do agree with him on players. Players shouldn't be you know berated as they are when they ask for a trade. You know, especially if it's for the betterment of their career. And um, you know, like I said, it's a business. Well, it should go both ways. Know if you're gonna say that, but with the Andre Drummond situation, I, I think he missed the boat with that because I think the uh, the Cavs are actually doing him a favor because he's about to be an upcoming free agent. They already let him know they're moving in another direction. So if they continue to play him, he's gonna come off the bench. His stats are gonna decline. Uh, he he runs the risk of injury. So with in the Andre Drummond situation, I think they're, you know, treating it, you know, best way possible. It was Andre Drummond's uh, best interest. But besides that, you know, I, I totally agree with Draymond in this situation. Yeah. Taylor, what you say? Uh, I agree with uh, Draymond about it is kind of double standard a little bit. But, uh, I mean, they're trying to trade Andre Drummond. I know they don't want to play him because they don't want to risk him getting hurt. So, I mean, I can see why that would happen. I mean, it's not like he's, like, sitting out and not getting paid or something. 
I mean, he's still getting paid. And, and like, I'd be, if I was Andre Drummond, I'd be happy because, like, I mean, I'm going to go probably go to a contender instead of the, the Cavs, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm down the middle. I see both sides. You know, we are humans, and it you do treat people with respect. As a owner, you shouldn't be telling people lies, or the GM shouldn't be telling people your 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 employers lies that you're not gonna get traded, or you're not gonna do this or do that, and go behind their back and do something totally different. Uh, that's very uh backstabbish and downright underhanded. But on the other hand, I look at it that they they are paying you, and you do work for them. So it's just like a, either any other type of job, you know, we got to pull up with bull crap and still come to work. But in the day, you know, we're getting paid. We still got to do our job. But with that being said, I also feel like that it all, to me, it's all about how you go about asking for a trade. If you want it out of a situation, I feel like it's all about how you present yourself. You can, you can be professionally and ask for a trade. I see players, you know, do it all the time. Uh, they just come out and say, yeah, I would like to be traded. Uh, we just not a good fit. You can do it. You can, It's a certain way you can ask to be traded. You know, you don't got to uh, be do crypto tech or, you know, dog your teammates. Like, uh, who was that? Like, uh, like Harden was, was, like, beefing with Wall about that. Like, the whole Harden situation, him acting out and going to the script club, still going to practice. Like, it's, it's a certain way you can act. You can act. If you want to get traded out, and I feel like the uh, you should the the no you should just have a mutual respect for your employer, and your and your employer should have a mutual respect you know, for the employee. So it's not really a wrong or right in my in my opinion. I mean, I'm not gonna I mean, I'm not I, gonna. I, I, I was just gonna say I agree with you, especially. On the point, you know, same time the organization shouldn't be lying to you, talking about they're not gonna trade you because, you know, you gotta those players have families and livelihoods. They have to, you know, consider. Mm-hmm. And then imagine like getting traded. Um, you know, your family, you got family and kids in school in L.A. and then, you know, it's like you're not gonna trade you, and then you hear about you know, <laughs> you out on the radio going to work. work. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you hear, oh, yeah, you play for the Knicks now. <laughs> you just like, what? <laughs> I couldn't imagine, bro, I would be all right. I ain't going to lie. If I was in the NBA and I'm, like, heading to the practice facility and, and uh, like, an uh, officer pulled me over or something, like, oh, man, you like, oh, you still in town? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, man, you got to trade to so-and-so. I'm like, bro, I'm about to do 100 miles per hour right now. <laughs> To the facility. They traded. They traded Harrison Barnes mid game. Like he was on the bench. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, that did happen. Like, bro, you couldn't wait till after the game. Like, so that's really like some underhand. So, like, I think, I think employers forget about that. Employees have feelings. They have emotions. Now, I know we asset because they millionaires. So, if you own a company, you have assets. You have a uh, just like stock. When that stock go down, you want to get rid of it, right? You know, you just want to do, uh, brush your hands, wipe your hands away with it. But these, these are humans and have feelings. So you got to really just be real. I feel like you be real with somebody, especially if it's about money, then they're going to understand. 
and like, hey man, I gotta cut you. Like, I don't just be up front with you. I gotta cut you because uh, we we about to be over the cap, and uh, our situation. We trying to improve the team, and we just can't really keep keep you. We want you, you know how time to go to a better situation. It's a business. When, when we talking money, people understand. You know the money talks, right? It it just some of the organization like the Texans, like oh really. I usually take the organization side. Cause I feel like sometimes you know you just gotta come to work and just do your job. But what the Texans did at Washington, I was really hot about that. And Washington handled it perfectly, in my opinion. You know, he didn't come out and say he wanted to trade until they did, until they broke their promise, until they backstabbed him and went back on their word. That's when he was, you know, he wanted to get out. But he handled it. He still handled it professionally, in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's another aspect. I think players just need to remember it. Uh, you know, no matter what, you know, whether that's getting a good PR agent or whatever, just go about it professionally. So you know, do your best not to be paying it as a the villain. Villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to keep your stock up. You know. Now, trust me, a lot once of your stock goes, Yeah. Yeah, because once your stock goes down, then it's gonna be hard to trade you. Mm-hmm. And trust me, most of the time fans will take the player's side. It just depends on how the player acts. If they act like babies, then the fans not gonna relate to you because you can pay millions. It's not like that you on a normal job where if I run into run if I run into another person and I tell them about my day, about how my employer, you know, was doing some bull crap and they had me some things that, you know, they had me doing things that, that wasn't in my job description or it, it wasn't my place to do it, then they can they can sympathize with you. But if you make a million and you kind of like a baby, we can't sympathize with you because we're like, bro, uh, you getting you still getting paid? You know, they just they just franchise tag you, but you still getting thirty one million. Like it's just it, you gotta learn who your who your fan base is, and you know, once the fans know understand your struggle or they understand your plight, and most of the time they will because they 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 fans they love your play, they love who you are, so they gonna side with you. But if you start acting like childish and being a big baby about it, and and griping and complaining and tweeting every five minutes or so, then we we're not gonna hear you out. Right. We're gonna see. We're gonna see how. I don't. I don't think things getting better. They've been done for ages. I don't see nothing changing. No, I mean, none, you can't find a. No. I mean, it, it takes you know, another. You know, Michael Jordan, LeBron, caliber player come in to make further changes because, I mean, really that's <laughs> the only reason players have as much power as they do now because, you know. Yeah, because of LeBron. Like, like, like LeBron and old Cleveland, nothing. They He won him a championship, so him asking out of town wasn't. No, it wasn't a big deal because, you no, know, the fans were happy. Like, hey, we got a championship. We do it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? They were happy, you know. We won, we we fine. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, do your thing. Between the Browns and the Indians, man, they they happy. They have anything they can get, man. They appreciate it. Yeah, they appreciate it. They can get it. Hey, that's all we need. We just I just wanted this to happen in my lifetime. Speaking of LeBron. Uh, he came out. You know, Lakers and Nets do have a game tonight. Uh, 
Brian, they asked Brian about the Brooklyn Nets and for of course LeBron being LeBron, when they asked him about facing the Brooklyn Nets tonight, he said they said, uh, do the Nets have the most offensive firepower in NBA history? Then LeBron, you know, in a little smart comment, he said, Ah, we forgot about K D Steph and Clay already. All right. See, I, I see right through this crap right here. Oh my god! <laughs> you know why he brought that up? You know why he said it like that? Hey, I actually agree with Dan on this one. Hold on, I agree hold on. with. Him. You know why he said that, right? I, 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 know what you're about. I see through bullcrap now. That's like one of my special talents. <laughs> I see through bullcrap. He he brought that up like that because he lost to him. He's the one who lost to him in the finals. He and cannot save his him. legacy. And because he beat him. What was the actual question? They asked the question. Whether who's better or who has the most firepower? They said, "Have you how um have you uh how how they put it? Do the Brooklyners have the most offensive firepower in NBA history?" Mm. You he lost to him. That's why he brought up Curry and KD <laughs> and Clay. He trying to save his legacy. Hey man, I went up get the most offensive firepower in history. You know, blah blah blah. <laughs> You trying to save face, man? Come on, man. You you can't bullcrap me, LeBron. Man, yeah, actually, I mean, I actually kind of agree with you on this one. I I think he, I really think he was like saying that because he's like, yeah, they beat me all these times, and uh, I beat he beat them one time or whatever. So yeah. I think he was doing that so he like protect his, his own head, boost his own legacy. I I see what y'all are saying, but to be fair. I feel like, okay, you got to look at it like this. Steph is the best shooter ever, hands down. Clay is, like, top, top three shooter ever. And he's, like, one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. And KD's a top ten player all the time. So can you really take that away from him? Uh, but still... He's still he's he's he making it by himself though. It's it's not even about the Nets or the Warriors. He's making it by himself. And I, I gotta the... agree. Nah, I was saying I gotta agree with you on this one a little bit, man. LeBron, man, LeBron, man. He one thing I can give LeBron that he is he is like the best with his answers when when being interviewed. He's very. He, he knows the exact right thing to say without Meticulous. saying it. <laughs> Meticulous. That's, That's exactly what he did. <laughs> exactly uh, and I'm waiting for somebody to call him out on Twitter or something. And I'm, I'm like, how y'all not see that? Because he acting like Kyrie's a scrub when Kyrie hit a game winner for him. So I, I feel like. like I mean, and then that's another thing. I think he was throwing shade at Kyrie too. Yeah, I mean Kyrie. Oh, so if you if you list your point guards, is Kyrie like is him and Curry like interchangeable, like one and two? No, if you had to pick who you think, I mean, I'll take Curry. Damn, Kyrie. I'll take Curry too, but I feel like a lot of people take Kyrie. Not now because it's the answers. They feel like he's a big baby. But we'll say before all the answers and fall. He all uh, went crazy on the media and he, all his uh, mental illness, which mental is a, is a big issue. But I'm saying before he had all these problems, they would have they would have uh, Kyrie probably one or two. 
I mean, I still if if I got another superstar on my team, I put it like this: to play with KD. I, I me personally, I still think KD. Uh, I still think KD loves playing with Steph the most. Mm-hmm. I think Draymond is ruining that. But exactly. I think Steph, man. Then let's not forget. And then he he knocked down whether he playing whether he he doesn't have to have the ball mm-hmm. being knocked down. Shoot. That's so true. I, I think everybody just loves playing with himself, and then his type of personality he has, and you know, having a good time. Yeah. I, I see what I think the only thing would think... be the Okay, go ahead. Nah, go ahead. I, go ahead. I see what y'all was saying. I feel like he, you really couldn't go wrong with either one. I, I don't think you could just say he's wrong for saying that this they have the most firepower and they don't. You know what I'm saying? Because you could really mm-hmm. go with either one. But I do see what y'all are saying because if it were me, I probably would have did the same thing. Like, yeah, I say them too because they beat me so many times. Is that it? Then he acting like... All right, so I'm gonna ask y'all this: Who y'all really have, Clay or Harden? Don't even ask me that, man. Come on. Guy, <laughs> we don't want to hear the answer. If Harden, if Harden playing like he's playing right now, should I go with Harden right now? Yeah, I'm going with Harden. Man, the way he's playing, like if you ask me, Houston Harden or Houston Harden, I'd probably play. The way he's playing right now. And the way he's playing the point guard position, deferring to Kyrie and KD, I, I've actually been very impressed with his play. So I, right yeah, now, been, I go with uh, Harden. He hasn't been playing selfish at all. No, he's been he's playing other people on the ball. They can guard the other team's best player, though. I understand, but I don't see. I'm saying though, if you score, you know, and in, in basketball, a little bit different for football. If you if your offense is better than defense, then your the offense gonna win every single time. So I ain't worried about that. If Harden and KD and Kyrie light it up, then yeah. I don't really I don't really worry about that as much. Yeah, that's what makes them so dangerous. Like at any given moment, they can all they can all and Joe Harris. Mm-hmm. And Joe Harris forty nine percent from three. Exactly. So LeBron coming out and said that I saw right through it. I'm like, man, I wish I, I wish I was in that media room. I'm gonna say I would ask, I would ask, I would recommend. I'm like, are you saying it for or for them? Or are you saying it for you? <laughs> oh my god, I would teach you out. <laughs> but also, also, uh, you can't put them above the Warriors big three because they haven't won nothing yet. Yes, that's true. That's very true. That's a that's a very good statement. They haven't won anything, but he actually threw shade on them. He asked, that was actually like a little slight too. For the uh, did, did y'all feel like he threw shade? I, I would feel too. Like he threw shade Kyrie, but I think Kyrie deserved it because Kyrie um, threw shade. shade shots so hard. I and think so has KD. Yeah, but you know KD and LeBron, they got more. Of them. Friendly rivalry. I think Kyrie. Kyrie's a little more disrespectful. He has like, disdain for a little bit. 
he has disdain for LeBron. You can tell because you know they they playing right now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like LeBron was shooting the technical free throws and he missed one, and, and so Kyrie uh, turned to like the other players and was like, "This y'all best free throw shooter." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Oh. <laughs> what who, who made this relationship go south so fast? Like I don't understand. I, I thought I I really don't see. I didn't, I don't see the point where it went south. I I don't understand how it got to this point. To be honest, even though I love it, but I don't understand how it got to this point. Cause everybody was still getting Kyrie praise for that shot. They wouldn't give LeBron credit. I mean, give Kyrie praise for the shot, but I mean, I I don't, you know, and I I thought maybe after the whole Boston thing, you know, Kyrie would ease up when he saw like how much of the the media and 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 everything LeBron took took the blunt on, especially like everything that goes wrong, you know, asking LeBron all the. No, they weren't asking him. Yeah, like he took a bunch of the pressure off Kyrie to the point where Kyrie, all he had to do was worry about playing. Mm-hmm. You know, and and Bron, you know, you know, put the rest on his shoulders. And then, you know, I, I think that he was trying to. I, I do think that LeBron was genuinely trying to help Kyrie better his game and become more dynamic with his game and become, you know, more of a, uh, get a little bit more Chris Paul in his game, so to speak. Well, he must say it the wrong way or something. Kyrie, he took that as disrespect. It's, it's just, I feel like it's just hard playing with Brian. You, like, they win, Brian get all the credit. They lose. And it's everybody else's fault. And Brian can be kind of passive aggressive too. So. Yeah, he do say stuff on the sly. Yeah. Uh, the score right now between the Nets and Lakers is uh, the Nets are up 70 and the Lakers have 53. So it's like the Nets are pulling away without KD. <laughs> That's what, what the Lakers yeah. do, don't have AD too. So. Well, I feel like the Lakers going to fall off a little bit. Still after uh, All Star break, because I think Brian already has expressed, you know, that he doesn't want to play in the All Star. He doesn't think he has to. I think the morale is low you know, on the Lakers right now. So mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna pick back up till after All Star. Anyway. Yeah, LeBron checking. And then they know they got a little. They, he knows he's gonna make the playoffs. Like, you know, right now in the West, you know, they don't really have any competition outside of the Jazz and um, the the Clippers and you know maybe the Suns. <clears throat> yeah, and LeBron, you know, he focuses on uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scoring record right now, so he he's shooting a lot of threes. <laughs> he and he's breaking a lot of threes. 
Oh, 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 logo LeBron. <laughs> uh, hey, logo LeBron. Boy, he said, I can do it too. Let me pull up real quick. Oh, nope. It was short. <laughs> hey, he looked at his hand like. <laughs> nah, it, it just slipped, bro. His hand was sweaty, bro. It slipped. <laughs> when, you shoot, when you shoot a ball like that, you got to rub your hands on your shorts, man. You got like, dang, man. My hand's sweaty. Man, he probably airballed it. Oh, logo LeBron. <laughs> it wasn't even one of them good looking airballs. <laughs> What's so bad about it was he left the gooseneck up like, yeah, boy, better go in. <laughs> hey, so you ain't never shot an airball before and it was looking nice at first? <laughs> nah, nah, mid-court. Actually, I may have mid-court shot before in the game. So I, I don't have that experience. I want to ask Tyler what he wants to say right now. I know what his his line is right here. They hate man, I love it. I love it. Do y'all think the Jazz is the best team in the West? Right now, as far as the regular season. Oh yeah, I agree. For now. So yeah. So so y'all see them not making it far in the uh in the playoffs? Y'all think they're gonna fall off like they usually do? I mean I Western Conference Finals is their ceiling. I agree. Well, that's a pretty good ceiling. I could be wrong, but I, I, I agree. That's the, that's a good ceiling though. Compared to you know last year. It depends on if if um AD AD situation. If AD they hurt like throughout the playoffs, then they really got a chance to come out the way. Yeah, that's true. And it it really just all depends on uh how good Donovan Mitchell comes out and play. Yeah, I, I like Donovan Mitchell, man. He. Like, he has yet to shrink on the big stage, and he's young still. Mm-hmm. It seemed like his – but from what I've seen from last year, playoffs, it just seemed like his game was just not enough to you know, uplift the team, to put him on their, on his back and uplift him, you know. So I think that was Shaq was talking about. I think that was Shaq was talking about. I mean, I feel like he – I mean, I feel like he did all he could. That was so serious. I mean – I think Jamal Murray just had to, had to, I mean, just yeah. barely outplayed him just enough to to, to win that series. Because I mean, pretty much, man, it was him, it was him and Jamal Murray just going tip for tat. You know, a lot of those games, when, you know, I think Jamal Murray just ended up winning that one. Yeah, that that was fun to watch. That was that, that was by far my favorite. Series in the playoffs last year to watch. I I think it's just he's he's really the only scorer on their team, like somebody that can just go get their own bucket. Clarkson. Mm-hmm. Did, did he play for them last year? Did Jordan Clarkson play for them last year? No, I don't think he played for them last year. First year. They got Jordan Clarkson now, so that should help. And Jordan Clarkson just dropped forty the other night, so. 
Yeah, he's averaging 18 yeah, off the bench. Pick, he, might, he might get six man this year. Yeah, that was a good pickup. It was. So, um, we all know uh, Michael Jordan's birthday was yesterday. MJ Legacy. We we seen how he changed the changed the world, you know, changed culture. For the people that don't know, he was a six time NBA champion. He's sitting on the finals, six time finals MVP, the most in the league uh, in the history of NBA. Five time MVP, fourteen time fourteen times All Star, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, um, ten time first team All NBA, nine times. First team all defensive, ten time scoring champ, the most in NBA history, the fifth most points ever, and the first billionaire player ever. No, we talking about MJ Legacy. Uh, man, for me, growing up as a kid, he definitely changed. You know how I looked at the game of basketball. I remember uh being in, in uh, fifth grade, and uh I wore number thirteen. Then I switched to twenty three. Then when I made when I went to high school, uh, my my first number in ninth grade was twenty three. So that's how much of an impact you know he made on my my game play and uh, just wanted to be a natural born leader and work on my skill play. And yeah, I grew up watching you know the Bulls. They were my favorite team at the time because of MJ. Then as y'all know, when Kobe came along, kind of, I, I went to the Lakers. So. MJ, uh, he definitely changed the game, the course of you know, a lot of young people's lives and uh, start a whole new fashion and culture, culture change, too. Yeah, he, he did. He, I mean, he really, uh, you know, ascended to popularity at the NBA and especially in making it a, mm-hmm. you know, big as a global sport as it is and he definitely uh changed the sneaker game up, you know. You know, you, you, kind of with Nike. Best thing he did. I'm glad he didn't go to Adidas. <laughs> Adidas. Hey, that's my brand. And y'all remember, you know, his Gatorade commercials? You remember if y'all see if y'all saw somebody drinking Powerade, you kind of look down on them? You like, man, you drinking Powerade, you drinking Powerade dog. Like, you, you got to get some Gatorade. <laughs> Like, yeah. it was like it was all because of Mike. You just seen them Gatorade commercials, bro. You gotta have a Gatorade. If, if your mom bought you Powerade, you're not taking that to school. Yeah, <laughs> and they, they think you poor. Everybody wants to be like Mike. Everybody wants to be like Mike. Don't don't get caught drinking Powerade. Come on. And uh, I remember Dustin. I remember <laughs> you remember uh, in high school you always stick your tongue out. <laughs> Hey, hey, coach, hey, oh, yeah. hey, coach gonna say, all right, keep sticking that tongue out, you gonna bite it off. <laughs> hey, I got a question for y'all. Though. As, as, as yeah. somebody, some somebody that had watched y'all watched him like play games like on TV. Mm-hmm. What was that like to watch him play? Dude, it was amazing. Like you always felt like he gonna he gonna pull it out at the end. It was it was like. You no. never thought he was going to lose. Every time he stepped on the court, you knew he was going to pull on the show and just just carry the team, just do whatever it takes. It was, it was, it was really spectacular. 
Uh, like I said, I was I was like seven or eight. So I got to saw like the whole Bulls. I got to saw the whole Bulls uh six championships, man. And uh my dad used to videotape them. So he we still have the 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 VHS tapes of all the Bulls games. It was, it was wild. Yeah, he, I mean, he's just like a like a, you know, superhuman. Like you always felt like he was going to win. You felt like he was going to make every shot, and, you know, it just felt like he, like no other player, you know, in the league could, could touch him. Like when the whole world stops just to watch you play, that, that says a lot. Like I said, I was young, man. When I watched him, like real time on my, on my box set TV, sitting on the floor in front of the couch, <laughs> man, my mouth was just open. Like I'm in awe. I was just like. Man, MJ, this dude unbelievable. Like I'll MJ everything. I it was just as a kid just watching him play, you just like you you know why they made that commercial you wanna be like Mike Kyle. After I film after I watched you no know, one of his games the next day, I just I just try to work on my turnaround jump shot. That was like my favorite go to move, no lie. You can ask my dad. In middle school, I had a mean fadeaway. I seen MJ do it, I wanted to do everything like MJ. So I, I worked hard on that fairway, and uh, I didn't grow anymore. So it was kind of hard to shoot fairways over, <laughs> over, over people who ain't taller than me. <laughs> so but in middle school, man, I back you down and hit that mean fairway on you. Then then I chew gum. I had my piece of gum. I used to play, chew gum while I play. I bet I that gum. <laughs> <laughs> One dude hit me, made me swallow my gum. I was like, okay. Hey, gum ain't got no taste. He's just chewing. <laughs> just chewing it. Boy. I was trying to tell you, I had to pop a piece in my mouth for you. I popped that piece. I'm ready to go. It was just it, like the whole and, and people don't realize like how players now is all is you know about the armbands and the headbands. Like you gotta have your 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 your, your uh style right. MJ really was. To be honest, MJ when he started wearing that that armband, everybody was just yeah. you know they had to go get armbands. That when everybody was like, all right, I'm, I'm working on my I'm working on my style. Like this is my style. The shooting sleeve. I'm wearing the the this type of socks, this type of shoes. When you saw MJ with the armband, you want to wear armband too. I, I wore I wore two of them when I played in middle school. What, what were y'all favorite uh, MJ moments? Uh, for me, definitely the last game he played with the Bulls in that game winner, game six over the Jazz after the the crossover. Mine too, man. I was so hyped. Me and my dad would jump up now when he made that shot. I don't know y'all remember. He stole the ball from Carmelo on the on the defense end, and he he you know he brought the. Yep. Then he uh got the ball on back on the offensive end, and that's when that when the shot happened. He uh everybody said it was a push off. Now Brian Russell was going to pass him anyway. Hey, somebody said he just tapped him on the butt and told him get game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyler, you, you got one? I was gonna say that one, but I'd probably say uh that fifth, that double missile he dropped in the garden. Oh yeah. When he first came back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
then miss a beat and also the dunk contest the second one flight when he took off on the free throw line yeah jump man yeah now you see that's the logo now so that definitely has been top five you know one of the real game of the dunk contest then when he he hit that uh triple between the legs on uh larry bird Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, he, he, had, he had Larry Bird call him God in a in a jersey. <laughs> and you, when Bird you got Jordan. Exactly, man. It just, I, man, that was real basketball. Everybody was competitive. There wasn't friends. Seemed like every team had some type of beef with you, and every team if you if you were the Bulls. Or the Lakers, or Celtics, like every team want to try to knock you off and get a piece of you. Man, I feel like that's how sports should be played. Yeah, it shouldn't be all buddy buddy, and shouldn't be, you know, you know, we hanging out after that. No, it's like y'all can hang out in the off season, but during the regular season, don't test me, don't call me. We we about cause my my mind's on one thing that's being you, especially if you're the best team in the NBA. You know, we can shake hands at the game, whatever, but we're not gonna eat after the game. I'm, I'm trying to take it to you. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah, I Go ahead, Taylor. Like you didn't say your moment. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I didn't watch him like y'all did live, but uh, I watched this clip when, like, he was like at the All Star game or something like that, and he was in the locker room with Tumbo, mm-hmm. and uh, Tumbo was talking about how he hadn't postered him yet. And then, like, later on in the year, Jordan dunked on Matumbo and gave him the finger wag. <laughs> I like that. Well, it's so funny, man. Like, you tell Jordan stuff and he remember it. If you say anything, just just anything, like, nonchalantly, he, he going to take it. He going to write it down. And he going to remind you when he see you and after he d- done it to you. Yeah, it's just... I mean, if you didn't say anything to him, you said he'd he make up a narrative. Just to yeah. make himself mad. Like, that's Y'all crazy, me, bro. He's going to find a way to take it personal now. <laughs> oh, you, you walked right past me while I was speaking to me. And that's why I took it personally. <laughs> Man, you didn't buy your kids my shoes for Christmas. <laughs> hey, Dad, you didn't buy your kids my shoes for Christmas. <laughs> hey, he's so, it's so funny. Y'all, uh, I'm sure y'all know, y'all know Bernie Maxwell, huh? Yeah, yeah. Man, man. I guess I guess he used to try to get into it with Mike every game they would play, try to get him off his game. <laughs> uh one time he tried to fight Mike during the game and then like he tried he after the game he brought his son in to like sign some shoes for him. <laughs> yeah. So Mike was Mike was like, I don't know what's wrong with this dude, he must be crazy 'cause he tried to fight me every time and did <laughs> and then uh he tried to give me the sauce and stuff. <laughs> but that yeah. just goes to show like the respect that them, like everybody has yeah yeah it just it just especially with the rails and you know watching the documentary it, you know it shows some other stuff but it also shows some you know what well it, it, to me it basically showed you a life of a competitor if anybody plays yeah. sports man you you have you have a split personality it, it's just how it is because you know, on when I didn't play sports, when I was off the court, off the field, you know, I was laid back, you know, 
know, uh, tracking Joe's, you know, just being myself. But when when I got in the game mode, it was a, it was just a different animal, man. I was outspoken, you know, I was uh, heated, competitive, ready to fight. It don't matter. So it just athletes, we just have split personality. It just you have to in order to get your mind right and get into that, get that competitive juice flowing. And to me, that documentary was just real. It just showed that, you know, Michael Human, he just like anybody else, but he just made a lot of money. Oh, for real. Don't talk. All right, guys. Show notes. Anything y'all want to bring up or talk about before we end the show? Uh, MJ's the GOAT. MJ is the GOAT. No yeah, question. <laughs> Tyler got Tyler got uh MJ's on his feet right now. Nah, bro. I, and he I, don't get he 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 had Jays on his feet right now. No LeBrons. Ah, uh, see, see, everything that was Hey, just hey, every the, time, bro. The, the, the only hey. the only pair of LeBrons I I've ever owned was that pair we had to wear in like in, in high school. Yes. Uh, the VOF, uh, comment on the show and comment, you know, on our post. And I want every last one of y'all to ask Tyler how many pairs of LeBron shoes does he does he own? Don't do that. <laughs> do it for me. Ask him how many pairs of LeBron shoes does he own? And that's his favorite player. That's his goat. Just let. No, Jordan's my goat. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. I didn't know that. I thought LeBron would go. That's a problem. That's a problem, too. But ask him, please. Ask him how many pairs of LeBron shoes he had, he owns. Y'all be shocked. I'm not going to tell y'all answer. I'm going to let him tell y'all. You wild right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when people come to the store, they, they look at some bronze. I'll be like, y'all don't want those. Nobody wearing them. Nah, you don't want those. <laughs> Trying to make your brand money. Yeah, yeah, y'all don't want those, man. They bulky and they big. You see how big the shoe box is? Y'all don't want those. Let me, let me point y'all in the right direction. Straight to the hard. You're going to buy some hard. straight to the hard. Oh, man. Hey, how many, hey, Ben, man, how, how many Kawhi's y'all sell? Man, we had to shoot them things out. <laughs> we <laughs> <laughs> we we didn't sell none. We shipped them most right out. <laughs> hey, they probably went to Nike warehouse. I mean, they went. They probably went back to New Balance warehouse. We didn't sell not one, not one, not even order. They're doing well. I'm like, dang, Kawhi, you should sign with Nike or Adidas or even on Armour, bro. Like, Joel and B, at least this shoe was kind of clean, you know. Not kind. Of, they look normal. They look like a regular basketball shoe, but you can match them pretty well with 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 your gear. Nobody's buying Joel Embiid. Nobody's not, but they're not an ugly shoe though. You gotta admit. Nah, it ain't no bad shoe. It's not. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to VOL Sportscast. We are on all well most social media platforms. We're on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Just type in VOL. And type in Sportscast. Don't type in Force of the Fans because it's not going to pull us up. Just type in VOL Sportscast and we'll pull up on those social media platforms. 
And we are also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, and uh, most uh, major podcast networks. So check us out. Stream us. Tell your family and friends about us. Tell your coworkers to spread the word. We appreciate the love and uh, the support. Thanks for checking out. Checking us out. Until next time, guys. You are listening to Voice of the Fan Sportscast. Brought to you by none other than the voices of the fans. Discussing football, basketball, news, trending topics. The one-stop shop for all things sports. Voice of the fans, sports cast. Hosted by none other than Ben Swift Reynolds, Taylor Gatwood. Tyler Wright.